0: About putting the show on at eight tonight, but uh, I opted Ooh. for a six o'clock start. Uh, good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters, the start of a new week. Uh, wow, what a result! What a performance! Newcastle United winning 8 0 on the road. Uh, a club record, an away win record, also uh, a Premier League record, the most number of goal scorers uh, in one game, eight different scorers. Fantastic. Great performance. Clean sheet was just as pleasing for me. I've got to be perfectly honest. Uh, Lots of positives uh, to come from that game. Um, Probably the only negative I would have said was the injury to Harvey Barnes, which uh, looks slightly worse than we uh, anticipated. We'll find out, of course, more about that when Eddie Howe has his press conference tomorrow. Uh, But let's uh, get the panel. Uh, I've got a packed panel, as you would imagine, uh, to chat about yesterday's game. Pluses, minuses, pros, cons. Um, I think everybody's going to be happy no matter what. So uh, we'll come to you first, Chipaz, Uh Not John Parrot, Chipaz, aka <laughs> <k. a. laughs> Sam. Uh, he's even got it under his name now, not John Parrott, He says he can't do scouse and he's not very really good at snooker. So over to you, Chipaz. What did you make of that first uh, that that route yesterday? We we'll can call it a route, and rightly
1: so. Well, after the first twenty minutes, it didn't look like it. I couldn't see it. now. like I mean, I thought. No. First 20 minutes, we looked a bit nervy, we looked a bit sloppy on the ball. I thought we looked a bit leggy and tired, and I thought, well, scammed one of these games where we'll just have to grind it out. And then the change happened, unfortunately for Bones, but that change seemed to work in our favour. And Gone just tore them a new one, they couldn't live with them. And as soon as our first goal went in, they just dropped, they were gone. Um, think anything, 8 0 was flattering, could have been a hell of a lot more. Um, could have had a couple of penalties I definitely think a couple of players could have seen red for the tackles because I thought they were a bit dirty but again, doesn't get mentioned because you win 8-0 um, I just again, you know I think we deserved a bit more credit than what we've actually got I mean, no disrespect, Sheffield United aren't a great side, but it took Spurs 200 odd minutes till to, to they beat, to the beat uh, them and it took Man City 90 minutes to win them, it took them the 90th minute sorry, to score the winning goal against them, so I think we deserve a bit more credit in that sense, but everything, you know, afterwards was all about how bad they were as opposed to how good we were. And that just annoys us because I think, you know what, we'll give credit where credit's due for a change. You know, we deserved the 8-0. We were ruthless. We were devastating. And, yeah, they were bad, but, you know, you've got to play well to win 8-0. You've got to play well. You can't just turn up and, you know, score, have your chances and your goals. I think we had about double figures and everything. So... Yeah, it's it's a case of I'm not, I've got nothing. The only thing I can complain about is it wasn't more than eight because I think we deserved more than eight goals. But you know, nitpicking it all, good very good result and hopefully for me, it had the feel of the full away game last season where after we just we beat them for was a four-one away and we looked like everything was starting to turn and it was turning to goals and I'm hopeful that. We've got Burnley next Saturday. I'm not counting the League Cup game at the minute, but we've got a league game against Burnley next Saturday at home where they look very, very I mean, they've played well in the championship but they look very beatable. So hopefully touch what's the first first kick starting point of gear and going in the right direction now.
0: Yeah, definitely uh, agree with you on all that. I, I definitely agree. We didn't look as if we were, we were going to start. Um, you know, uh, well, the way we start, we didn't look as if we were getting eight 0 win. It's, it's it was incredible. Some great social media posts, by the way. I'll uh, I'll put a few up now. Sky Sports, I love that one. Want to get framed, Newcastle fans? Uh, all of the uh, the different scorers and the eight uh, nil scoreline on the scoreboard in the middle. Uh, nice little uh, tweet from them. Uh, there was this one. Uh, after 8, the new sponsor of Sheffield United. After, wow. that, uh, after that, after that game, uh, this one uh, from T Tank as well, who was uh, firing on all cylinders last night with uh, these kind of tweets, which uh, which was quite good. Um, this one, uh, Newcastle United, are the first team in Premier League history to have eight different players score a single game, excluding own goals. Uh, that was just a nice one, just uh, just right after the game finishing. Um, and, and what does Sheffield United fans do? They didn't. Those who didn't leave the ground. Uh, special mention to this woman. I wish I didn't know her. I wish I knew her name, <laughs> and I wish I knew what book she was reading because
1: at My... seven 0
0: She just got a book out and she, she started reading. Bless her. Um, was but, it uh, was a
1: Steve Bruce's novel? It probably was. Uh, <laughs>
0: But, but look, look at The thickness of it Was probably war and peace <laughs> It probably was Yeah Stu Penman was quick Out there as well He says I'm considering starting A GoFundMe page For the sudden famine That has struck Sheffield Apparently they've eaten out today Very good Stu <laughs> oh, That's a good one And this one Would have been a winner for me On Tweet of the Week On Friday But I'm, I'm postponing And I'm cancelling it Because it, Can you spot the deliberate mistake? Is it a deliberate Matty
1: Longstaff Yeah Yeah
0: I'm not sure. <laughs> So, uh, well, I, was
1: done. Say, I, don't think
0: I don't think his boobs are that big, neither. By the way, you know, Jordy's score, Shevy and was very funny, but they got the wrong long staff whoever did that. So, uh, they deserve hauling over the coals for that. But, uh, I thought I'd put them in because by the time we get to the weekend, uh, on Friday night and the tweet tweet of the week, so they're going to be aged. Um, and I do want to congratulate one of our panelists who's sitting down there and he doesn't often get a chance to say anything at the end. So, Spenny, I'm going to let you speak now. Um, I got this out. Well, what's up, group? What's all this about?
2: I'm in a betting club with uh, another 10 lads. And what we do, we, we pick their uh, teams. And then we back, the, like, whoever we're going to win. And, we, and, we, and the score comes up the more than 2-0. We cash out on bet, bet 3-6-5. You can cash yeah. out after 2-0. So what we said is, we'll they keep on putting the 10 of stake on the
0: more wars to the ends. And that's all what happened. Very good. So you cashed yes. out at a two hundred and one pound fifty six pence <laughs> between ten Very years. Good. not bad. You got some money back, which is yeah. great. So, not not bad at all, Spenny. Give us yet. Give us your views on that game, then, Spenny. Mate, it was um, it was a, it was a, it was a sight to behold. That's for certain.
2: Yeah, um, I I thought Trippier was tremendous. To be honest, he must have been listening to me last week about his free kicks and corners. To be honest, because he, 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 he was, he, was he, he, he did exactly what I said him to do get it in the middle and get it in the corner and get them free kicks across. And I, for me, there was no man of the match or player of the match, they call it now. For me, everybody on that team was excellent. Even Elliot Anderson got his juice, but he, he was average, but he, he still stood out for me. And it probably is his best game he's been in for Newcastle as well. But Botman has overtook Woodgate for me as being the best defender I've seen for Newcastle now. Without a doubt,
0: okay. Also,
2: what was spooky was Steve, you know, the last who died, and we did a, a minute's silence before the game. Yeah, uh, 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 player number was number eight, and they did the eighth minute silence for it, and we scored eight goals. How spooky is that?
0: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, fair, fair play to Newcastle fans who paid their uh, yeah, ultimately paid the ultimate respect yesterday. I, I did the same one I did, um. Uh, talk TV as well with Sagas last night, but yeah, um, you know, a fitting tribute for a for a wonderful woman. Okay, back onto the top row. Then we'll come and see you now, Ian. What was your what was your take on the game, mate?
3: Um, exactly the same as the lads. Um, I, um, I, I completely agree with Chippers. First twenty minutes, we looked we looked shaky, um, nervous, but we just needed, um, like I said backstage, we just needed to, we just needed a goal, and when it came. Especially in the second game, that goal came, and um, we, we we then looked back to the team we were, and that we all enjoyed watching last season. Um, my my big um, the big factor for me in the game, Anthony Gordon coming on obviously was the, the changing point of the game, but Bruno was absolutely amazing, like back to his best. You know, I, I got his stats up before: 100% duels, one eight out of eight; 100% tackles, one two out of two; 100% aerial duels, two out of two; 100% take take-ons completed, two out of two; an 100% chance conversion, one out of one. You can't get much better than that, you know. But there were tens all over the park, so it was, um, you know, really, really, re- really top draw performance. And we, yeah, we, you know, if, if. I was buzzing for Callum that he actually scored in the end because I thought he couldn't hit a barn door of two paces, To be honest, the first like when he when he scored and then Isak came on and Isak got one, so that mean you know sort of killed his mini drought that he was having, you know, if you can call it that. People are pulling out stats from last season, like only scored in one game in twelve matches and all that. You know, he's quality, and um, so yeah, no, I'll not go over it anymore. I thought um, <clears throat> I thought we were excellent.
0: George, we didn't see that coming. We all felt there was going to be a positive. We all felt the win was was on the cards, but nobody could foresee that.
4: Not it, no, no. I, 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 think I was uh, two uh and thinking I was being positive, but that was that was just brilliant. In fact, I, I had to tell tell you lads, I've just come back from the RVI. It's taken them all afternoon to get the smile off me face. It's it's amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, no, you, you, that comes that comes once in a lifetime, and and. Uh, at least to think that, but it could come again. That that was tell me a bad goal amongst those ones. They didn't give any. All those no. goals had to be scored. Absolutely fantastic. And and uh, Spelling's right about Trippier uh, uh, getting his kicks right. But the other thing was, we, we've got a big big group of lads at the back, and for a while we've we've not made use of them. By goodness, we've made use of them yesterday. In, in you know, Byrne and Botman, and how pleased I was for that lad to score. And you can see how pleased he was. Um, best centre back in the Premiership for me at the moment. He has been for since he got into the team for me. Um, but best that we've we've ever had. He he is going to be the rock for the next ten years of the centre of our team, and uh, long may it continue. Some quality football. Anthony Anthony Gordon just unplayable. It, it's funny there was times when he was going down the left side, and he, some of his dribbles I thought, God, that's that's Bobby Mitchell, but it's Bobby Mitchell at hundred miles an hour, which is he was unplay- Mitchell was unplayable anyway. But Anthony Anthony Gordon does it at a hundred miles an hour, so it's even better. No, it, it fantastic lads. I couldn't I couldn't you couldn't be happier than than, than saying that. And as I say, none of those goals were given. There was no daft goals. They were all well worked. <laughs> And sat in the back of the net, and uh, yeah, let, let's hope we we'll get another one soon as soon as they can. And if that's if that, uh, I, I read a couple of uh, national press people who were saying that we'd have to watch were, were European hangover and all that uh, tripe. Well, if that's the European hangover, let's have another one quickly.
0: <laughs> okay, Darren, give us your give us your thoughts on the eight nil win.
5: It's kind of with everybody else uh Mike. It's the team. it was no man a match, it was a team performance. But a positive thing, well yes we we'll win three nil but we didn't stop there, but one one and more and that was good going how many tell you teams been win three nil and sat back, haven't they? They've just settled for the three nil, we didn't settle for the three nil one more goals. So if, if, if you want to finish high in the league, goals helps goals to get scored help you finish higher. But um but it's it was good to see, but I just like Jamie Cur- uh, Jamie Carragher, he was so annoying, but couldn't bear to come and praise us. Um, yes, Sheffield was boy against men. Sheffield was going down, but first 20 minutes, like the lad said, it would not play great, but what's our first goal when it was a it was game set match wasn't it? it We're was, was good. We reserved that. It was a, a big spy on my face for the like, Last yeah, I thought I was playing FIFA for one point because it was like what, playing FIFA on the PlayStation,
0: eight you know? <laughs> 0 <8-0. laughs> Yeah, fantastic, great stuff. Uh, Kevin, over to you, mate. Um, stateside, what did you what did you make of that yesterday?
6: I mean, I'm still kind of lost for words. To be honest, I, I don't know how to put it actually in words. It was like watching the kids' our coach on a Sunday morning. Um, you know, and I was watching it with my son who's 13, and they're basically saying they just head it and kick it, and that's all they did. Um, but, you know, it was a little bit worrying after they got opportunities when they play three uh, five man midfield against three, could they overload us and things like that? And they got down the sides a couple of times within like within the first 10 minutes or so, and you think, Oh, this could be a worry going forward if we're leggy, if we're not up for the game. Um, but we dealt with it and had a couple of shots in there after that. Once we got that first goal, it was, you know, it was a walk in the park, literally. Um, you know, towards the end of it, I kind of felt sorry for them, to be honest, you know, because every time we went forward, it looked like we were going to score. Um, but from their perspective, obviously, there was a lot of emotion around the game. There was a lot of things that obviously happened, sadly, in, in the week within their football club. So there was probably a lot of that pressure on their manager to, to get a result um so yeah the, and we just took advantage of it we took advantage of that and um, you know you play you, you know it doesn't matter who you come up against you got to play for 90 minutes of football um but yeah pl- pleased with the result pleased with it like you said steve as um the clean sheets probably a bigger thing essentially yes we can score you can always win a game one nil but the clean sheet for me was probably the more more important um, going into when we play Man City this week um, and then into the Burnley game, then PSG. So it's a nice little stepping stone going forward. So, yeah, elated with the eight. Again, like everybody else, it could have been 12. You know, it could have been, it could have been endless. It could have been a cricket score by the end of it if we put out literally all the chances that we had. But, um, yeah, some good football. The best goal for me, if there was one, was the Miggy goal when he had done that little overlap around Bruno and it was all one touch football and that was what we're looking to do in the final third, but it was a different type of combination on the inside, not on the outside, like what we're used to saying. So something different, what we're saying, which was really nice. So, yeah, please, all my teams won this weekend as well. So I was happy with that from coaching's perspective. Then I come and watch, watched that yesterday and couldn't get any better. So, yeah, fantastic.
0: Fantastic. And uh, there's Alan Thompson. He is in the chat. Uh, I did stick the link out, Alan, but you mustn't be able to jump on tonight. Uh, he says, fantastic, lads. We're clawing our way out of the relegation battle. <laughs> Next up, Burnley at home. Everyone, everyone deserves a ten. I even forgot Sunderland got beat off Cardiff. Happy days. So there we go. Tim, there's no news on uh, Barnes' injury, I'm afraid. Um he's uh, we'll find out a little bit more tomorrow. And people who keep saying it's a knife in Darren's hand, I'm sure you're just doing something with your fingers. You are you shaving some locked skin off. It's, nails, Steve. It's, very sharp nails. it's a file, it's not a knife, folks. We haven't got a we, we haven't got a minute. It? It's not a true crime podcast, don't worry. Um
7: <laughs> but,
0: but, well, it was a crime yesterday, wasn't it? Eight goals against Sheffield United. Barry, what, what was your take on the game, mate?
7: I think the, the the thing for me is that the team, we didn't play to our full potential. Mm. That's that's the big thing for me. I would have said we were only about 75% of what we can be. And like Kev's just said there, every time we went forward, especially second half-wise, it looked like we were going to score. I mean, again, I was listening to the commentary with John Anderson. And it just, it was, it was unreal that it was, every time they came forward, we took the ball and we ran at them and Gordon, I totally agree, played out with his skin. Um it's it's a shame because I would have liked to have seen what Barnes would have done against him, whether he would have been as good. It would have been a good sort of confidence booster for him. I thought Anderson had a cracking game. Um just an all-round good team performance. But we know that's the thing. We know we can do better. God, if we can, if we can score eight goals, you know, against a team like you guys have said, have done done decent results against other teams, they're not that bad. You know they're, they're a Premiership side, yes, a lower Premiership side, but Christ, that's what we can do when we hit 100. percent I have to say, my only negative was them throwing bottles and stuff onto the pitch. The fans, especially when Elliot Anderson got hit with one of the bottles, I thought there was no need for it. I know you get bad results and stuff, but I thought we'd I thought we're getting past that stage of them. Um, I hate to say anything like that kicking on, but other than that, Steve, unbelievable. It just lines us up nicely for midweek and like the guys have said, bring on Burnley. We could help another team sort of stay in the bottom three when we play there.
0: (laughs) Jordy Tuberlife says, I thought Darren was an Everton fan with that knife. It's not a knife, man.
2: (laughs) 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 Dave. Yes, Benny. I've just been told he's broke his jaw, Harvey Barnes. So, yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen
0: it I had a, I've had a tweet there from um, Paul tweet, Paul Tweedy sent us a message I him. sent it to me it's, as well it's, on, it's only speculation, we don't know Let's wait yeah. until Eddie Howe yeah. comes out and says it um, We don't want to start speculating on stuff Until no, we know for definite
4: Just tape it to the next one It'll be alright
0: Well, I would have so played on in a broken toe I did on Sunday Leeds for many years, I'm afraid So yeah. if it's a broken toe, just play on, son There's no wrong with that There's no wrong with that
4: I've watched juniors uh, break a tone and the, the coach just gets the two toes to, next to it together aye, and tapes it up with aye. some and puts yeah. the boot straight back on. <laughs> aye, I've done it.
0: If he's bust his big toe, just bust the other one and it will be fine. Um, <laughs> okay, CC uh, says, question for everyone. Would you be interested in bidding for Aaron Ramsdale? It may seem harsh on Pope after three clean sheets, but he's 31. And twenty-five-year-old Ramsdale is probably looking for a new club soon. Barry, I'll start with you, mate. We'll give you the first one on this. Uh, Ramsdale sitting on his backside at Arsenal. Um, didn't expect to see that. Um, yeah. Having two good goal—I mean, you want two good goalkeepers, don't you? In each area. I guess if, if Ramsdale was was told that it, it's a it's a fifty-fifty between him and Pope, you'd have you'd have
7: to consider it, but he would just be swapping one bench for another at the moment. I think it's a hard one, isn't it? Because Pope has had his moments where he's dropped clangers. He doesn't look the greatest goalkeeper in the world at times. He seems to have issues with his confidence. Ramsdale looks class. I don't know what, what the... I mean, I'm presuming the guy who's in goal for Arsenal must be out of this world because he, he was doing amazing things last season. Would you go for him at, um, it's, it would fit the Howe, Eddie Howe plan of signing players who are around that age category, the 23, 24, 25-year-old keepers can play well into their 30s. So I, I do think there's issues with Pope, Steve. We've mentioned it before, that there are times when he doesn't look, especially with his distribution with his feet, he doesn't look 100%. So I, I would look at it that there are this thing about the team is now constantly looking to improve. Why not? I think there probably are one position where there may be better players out there.
0: Mm, OK, that's a vote for Ramsdale, Kevin.
7: Agreed. If he come, becomes available for the right price,
6: I would ha- happily have him. Um, you know, the like. agree with Barry. Well, Nick Pope looks robotic when he gets the ball at his feet. He looks rather stiff and rather nervy, which is not how the goalkeeper now these days play. Ramsdale obviously can do that. But again, Ray has displaced him as the number one at Arsenal. So if again, if he comes available, like we've always said, if the if it becomes across the right price, um, then yeah, maybe so. We'll just have to see how that one plays out. Um, and I think obviously Dubravka and Karius are, are not surplus to requirements, but I think they're going to be having to move on from them to, to get. And then if you say Ramsdale does come in, then you've got two England international goalkeepers for you. Essentially, but then you know the age thing comes into it. So we're looking at younger and potentially better than yeah. So again, like what probably said, i there's no harm in taking a punt at it and put our hat in the ring to see if we would entertain company new castle hmm.
0: Can I just ask you all to put your mics on mute uh folks because I've got a bit a little bit of disturbance there, like and when, when everybody's when everyone's talking, it's, it's a bit distracting there. I don't know where it's come from. It just seems to be intermittent, so we're not getting it all not getting it all the time. Yes, Benny, Ramsdale, would you would you take him?
2: No, I wouldn't no. He takes, he has more clangers than uh, he's poor for me. I mean for me, he's not a, a buying players now. We're buying players who's playing the first time for times. Not second hand ones. It was being replaced. We have the first team players. Now I don't like Ramsdale at all. I thought he, when we played him played Arsenal at home, I think it was absolutely disgraceful. I, I I couldn't I wouldn't rate him at all. He you on about keepers who are, who are nervous, he's, he absolutely was nervous. And he, you could see it in his face. He was frightened. But for me, no, it's a definite no for Ramsdale. I'm happy with Nick Pope. In the last two games, he's proved to me not to be worried about him kicking the ball out when he's got to roll the ball out as well.
0: OK. Darren? Um... No, I
5: wouldn't. Because if you get, a, you get him, he's going to be on high wages, and and he wants to first, he wants to play first team football. Alex um, like just have one good, one world class goalkeeper on the bench, and, and I rather have a up and coming keeper from from the future on the bench. But like Spenny said, he's, he is known as mistakes. Nick Nick Pope's only thirty one. He still got four good years in him still to play in in goal, So. Me personally, I I wouldn't touch Ramsdale League. I'm happy with Nick Pope on the bench.
0: Okay, Ian. You need to unmute yourself, Ian. Sorry, mate.
3: Sorry. Um, No, no chance. Popey, for me, is all right. He's not great with his feet. We all have to understand that. But his distribution actually has got a lot better, um, certainly from throws. And you can work around that. And one thing I've noticed is, yeah, he can't kick the ball very well, but when he can't kick it, he's generally kicking it out of a touch, which, all right, it's not perfect, but you'd rather have that than it going straight back into uh, possession when we're we're out of position. Van no better than Pope. He's not as good as Pope for me. Um, And, you know, if we are at some point in the next two or three seasons going to get another goalkeeper in, it has to be someone of the highest quality, someone world-class, um, you know, and it's and that's not Ramsdale for me,
0: so it's a no. OK, George, unmute yourself and give us your opinion. Would you take uh, Ramsdale?
4: The uh, short answer is no, I wouldn't take Ramsdale. Um, uh, I think if you look at the stats, Nick Pope's redeemed himself over the last few games. Um not perfect, his distribution. I think that, that's a very fair point. Um, but, you know, they should be working on that on the training ground, for goodness sake. Um, is that the old man coming out again? Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, Ram, if Ramsdale was so good, he'd be in the Arsenal first team. And, he's, and the fact that he's not uh, tells you something about them because uh, Arteta doesn't play people who, who aren't winners. And the, the fact is he sees Ramsdale as, as second best if he's lucky. At Arsenal, he might not even be second best. There. So I don't see why you should come here and uh, uh, warm the bench for us. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't have him, Steve. It, uh, good goalkeeper, good goalkeeper in some ways, but in other ways, no, no more, no better than Pope. I'd want a world class replacement if I'm going to replace him. And
0: uh,
1: I think if he can't get into any of the teams that we're supposed to be going to be competing with in the next few years, and I don't see why we should take the casts off. I mean, cast off, sorry. I mean, can't get an Arsenal's team, then why Why should we take them? Let them sit on the bench at Stuart Arsenal, in my opinion, and no.
0: No, simple answer to a simple question. A resounding no from most people there. Um, yeah, for me, Ramsdale is he an improvement on Pope... Um, Marginally, uh, I think he's probably better coming for crosses uh, than Pope is. I think that's that's the only disappointment I have. I'm I'm not so bothered about Pope's distribution because he manages to achieve what some goalkeepers achieve with their feet with his hands. Um, you know he, he's got a novel way of distributing the ball, which you know the strength, the upper body strength and the height of him. He's he's you know he has that, but it's why it it surprises us how poor he is coming out and challenging. I'm I'm always very nervous when the ball's lobbed into the box and he's coming out and he's. He's got an indecision of whether to punch or push, or, and I think that's his weakness. That's my that's that's my that's honest Decision making,
3: though, in it, Steve. That is decision making. It is. And, it and, is and, yeah. and, you know, he's been with us. I know he's been with us a while, but like, I'm sure he's not he's not a sick lad. I'm sure he can have that coached coached into him. He's got plenty of years left, and that is all decision making.
0: It's very difficult to coach things at that age, though. You know that yeah. you do that. You do that as a kid, um, and I, I just think it's competence. I think it's a competence. Maybe there's been a. I think I don't know. Maybe there's been a situation where there's been a, where there's been a collision. Where there's been a, you know, where he. I don't know. Has he? Has he? Has he, been, has he been? Has he been? Has he been concussed in a challenge like that? I don't know. There's just it's a lack of competence. But I don't think I. I just I don't know. It's a deci- It is decision making. It is at the end of the day. Jordy Tubalay says Pope and crosses go well together and you are right Johnny. Too, do life uh, but not, not our Pope I'm afraid not for me anyway okay we're halfway through the show time with the ads a big thanks to all our sponsors Skips and Bins you can find them at skipsandbins.com or telephone 0800 25, 25 3 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com website skipsandbins.com easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection big thanks to Mr Vicky's Sources, Handmade in Cumbria you can order them from their website, mrvickies.co.uk or by telephoning 01768 210102. A big thanks also to New Workwear. Uh, you can find them at newworkwear.com. They're an agile and dedicated workwear provider. Welcome back as well to United Travel. Uh, they are a UK coaches firm and they are based in uh, the Northeast, they've got 2024 tours and you can contact them on 01670 632 or mobile 0791 666 4174. Email info at unitedgrouptravel.com and they've got a website which is unitedgrouptravel.com. There's no strangers on their tours, just people you haven't met yet. Big thanks to them for their sponsorship big thanks as well to media arts and they supply all the video technology if you want to become a member and get a cup a pen a membership card and a scarf then get your smartphone and put it over this qr code it will take you straight to the membership pack it's a 25 pound one-off fee you can also go to nufc matters website and search membership pack to book today If you want to help the channel, then subscribe to it by hitting the subscribe button. Hit the thumb up under the video to like the video and click share to share to your other social media. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast providers. Don't forget we help the food bank on this channel. If you want to do so virtually, go to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk and make a donation today. The Alan Shearer raffle is back on. 150 tickets, one pound a ticket, win a limited edition signed Alan Shearer ball. End of the day at nufcmatters.com. Okay, I just want to push the uh, Rob Lee t shirt for the food bank at Steve Wraith on Twitter. It's pinned at to the top. Place a bid underneath. Uh, whatever we raise goes straight to the food bank. I think the bid is a £20. It is signed by Rob Lee, and uh, we will post that out to you if you are the lucky winner who's announced on the Amigos on Friday. Uh, the contributor raffle is still ongoing. One pound a ticket, and uh, you can go to NUFCMatters.com to enter that. And you can get your t shirts on there as well. Uh, these uh, have you ever seen a and Milan t shirts? now uh, on the website with our Champions League group game fixtures uh, on the back. So uh, get yourself onto the website and uh, there's a whole host of T-shirts on there. A uh, couple of events coming up. Uh, there's one at Christmas, uh, 7th of December with Frank Clark and Gibbo. Tickets are £15. Uh, they will be on at the Irish Centre and uh, UFCmatters.com for that. And uh, if you want to meet Keegan Waddle and Beardsley, get yourself along to the Time Theatre next year. 25th of January 2024 and tickets are available for that uh, from the box office 0844 249 1000 that's 0844 249 1000 and some very special guests uh, are going to be announced for that In due course And uh, the Breakfast Show is uh, On every morning, 7 or 9 It's on the Red, the tune, and the Cut You can listen to it on Dab Radio Smart Speakers, the app and online And uh, I'm hosting That with uh, Rye, Dave and Daz So get yourself on there 7 o'clock in the morning It is uh, always a good listen And Gibbo and Supermac are back At Louis Liquor Store pre-match this coming Wednesday, pre-match only. So, if you want to see uh, Gibbon Supermarket, it is free entry. It was chock a block for the last game. Uh, so, get yourself down there, and if you want to listen what the two legends have got to say, and get the a photograph with them, or get something signed, get yourself down there. It is free entry. Uh, Chibas, just want a, a quick, quick question on this one. Uh, the new training kit that Castori has brought out. What's your thoughts on that, mate? I, I've got to be honest, I quite like it.
1: Yeah, it looks nice. Again, I, I don't have a problem with the Castoria shirts, I just have a problem with Castoria in general because 'cause they're just they're not that good as a supplier. If if it was you know, anybody else I'd will you know, I would like that shirt. Don't get us wrong, but again, if it's Castoria, how do you know you're gonna get it or when you're gonna get it or if you're gonna get it? That's to me I like it, but again it's just cast the problem is Castoria, that's it.
0: Yeah, we already know your opinion on this, George. we got it the other day. Yeah. So Barry, Barry, what's your thoughts on that top?
1: I
7: think it looks mint. Um, it does. It's definitely the the neon effect on it. The, my only disappointment was the price of it, Steve. I had a quick look online to see how much it was. And it's listed as his T-shirt. And I think it's about 50 quid. And I thought that's... It's a lot of money for what it is. You know what I mean? I, I, I really wanted this. I was, I was ready to go on and get one. But I was a little bit put off by that. But I think... As you guys said over the weekend, I think some of the stuff that Castoria comes up with is really good. But like Chippis has just said, their delivery and everything else is atrocious. Some of their actual designs look, look really canny. And that one, that one, I think, especially does. Ian, I know
0: you like your tops, mate. Are you a fan of this one?
7: Nah. <laughs>
3: No, I've got to disagree. I think it looks like some kids got set free on an etchis sketch and gone mental. <laughs> and, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be wearing that with my big beer belly anyway. I don't know whether <laughs> <I'm with> Emily <beer. laughs> oh, <yeah, yeah. laughs> can. Yeah, she can. Yeah, because I don't know what it would look like stretched over my big beer belly. So no, nah, it's not for me. That
0: you've got a, you've got a proper rare uh, complex now. Your lass has given I you have. Yeah.
3: it's
0: your first <laughs> Christmas Pride. present. Private um, jewel. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, do you like it?
5: I like it, but it's only so many train tops you can have. Do you know, what I mean, like Shay Barry said, fifty quid, a lot of money these days. If it was, if it was ten pound. I might be tempted to go and get a bit of I'm not paying fifty pound. We expensive, and if, if what a lot of football tops now out. It's just, it's, so, it's, it's only, don't need so much money. People's got. So many just a money-making scheme for the club, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, Spenny. It's,
2: it's bloody horrible. It's like me going to the Biddy Mayfair in the 90s having a bloody glow sticks about <laughs> in the resurrection. i tell hey, you, it, it's, it's horrible. I wish if you would tell a football it. Top or whatever it is. I don't even know. They
4: wouldn't even sell them in Primark. When are you I'm ever kidding. going to tell the truth, Spenny? How will you tell? Really, tell me what you think about it. you <laughs> <laughs> sure. a 1990s raver. <laughs> 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 i the old for Spenny. Give him his present.
2: <laughs> I won't wipe me ass on it. There you go. Oh,
0: you oh go. wow! <laughs> <laughs> Kev, will you be winging one of these
6: over to the states? Not that one, but I will be getting the quarter zip, which is that times. 20 essentially it's like all that full design but across the full shirt if you will the the quarter zip thing for the winter over here obviously doesn't get that cold but yeah even with spenny's commented that one you hate the quarter zip because it's that's just like like an acid trip essentially but i'm all for the the, pretty much, this will be near enough a limited edition at the end of the season, essentially. So I'm all for like the apparel. I love all that sort of stuff. I've got millions of different shirts, long sleeve, short sleeve, whatever. But yeah, I'm I'm the bit of the different one of the group. I'll You know, like Mitch, I guess. you, you, you When you say it, I just want to get it. I've already spoke to my mom about it, and she's going to go to the club shop and get it. So oh, wow. uh, she'll be sending it over for us. Um, getting it for you. Good stuff. Uh, (laughs) I am out for now for me. No, but um, no, I like it. I think it's just, again, something different. And if, you know, from an apparel standpoint, I think if I know Adidas have got their own design teams and things like that, but if if they really knock on the door of Castor and say, hey, here's a contract for you for a designer to go and work for Adidas with a part of the club here's your next level of, of uh, designs. And I would I would happily see that. But with an Adidas uh, badge on or emblem or some way, shape, or form, so there's a lot of design things that I'm interested in seeing. And it, it, it promotes the stadium. It promotes a lot of things about the city. Just bring them along with Adidas and just sack off Castor, essentially, and get a new job with them. I'm sure they'll be able to pay, you know. But, uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, you know, like I said, I could probably get Thank that one out. When, when I get the new shirt, the thing, I'll, I'll put it on for you and see what you think, Spenny, and we'll, we'll go from there. Hey, Kev, Kev that
3: James, my mum's going to buy me
6: one. I'll have one for free, like. Hey, well, yeah. drop this one and pay her the money, then she'll get you one, because uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, I uh, got about twenty minutes left. I want to uh, I want to change tact again, uh, Chipaz, and I want to go to uh, Callum Wilson. Um, since the start of last season, only Erlen Haaland and Harry Kane have scored more Premier League goals than Newcastle striker Callum Wilson. Is he the most underrated striker in the Premier League? And uh, we'll give you some stats as well, which um, I watched back last night after the game. Um, top goal scorers for Newcastle: Shearer up there, 148; Beardsley, 46; Shola, 43. Andy Cole forty-three. Callum is a goal behind those uh two. He's he's looking to go uh you know, looking to go into second place this season. Um jumped ahead of Les Ferdinand yesterday, minutes per goal ratio. He's also now ahead of Callum Wilson, just behind Andy Cole. So to be honest, um, you know, he's he's made that number nine shirt um his own and and, and it's it's been a while since we've had a number nine who we can we can you know we can actually say deserves to have the shirt, Chippers.
1: Uh, he's, he's very underrated if you think as well. Though he's had eighteen months of Steve Bruce Bruce ball, so he was having one chance a game under him, and you know, you see how point. many times how many times he came out and said they were not fit enough and etc. etc. And you see him now; he, he's probably in probably one of the best shapes he's been in his career, for being honest. Um, Eddie Howe's managing him so well, and the fact we've got Isaac to play as well means we don't have to play him every week. We can rotate him and keep him fresh for certain games and bring him on in certain games that you know I think that's how obviously he's getting older and his body's probably regressing a bit that that's the way the manager um I just you know like I said he scored he was top scorer two years in a row for the Bruce under bruce and yeah that's when he had his bad, worst injuries so and we we're, were pretty bad we were very woeful as a football team so yeah, he's he's very underrated. I just you know, it's a shame we didn't get him earlier than what we did do because we could have more out of him as opposed to him signing him when was he was he twenty eight or something, twenty nine when we signed him. So it you know, it's it's just one of them things where as well you we ha like I said, for his goals the game ratio, he's very good at very good at it and yeah, he's uh, he'll easily get forty six goals, won't he? will easily get the second place. Um I mean you might find it a bit difficult getting another hundred odd to catch you around the next few years, but yeah, I mean, for how much it'll pay 20 million for him, it's, it's, it's he's paying it back and in abundance. And, you know, people, you've got to argue that, you know, our front line with him and Isaac rotating, it's not very far being a, one of the best in the league. Like, I mean, you know, I see Man City have Holland and that, but for two players that have two players for the same position that can score goals, not many teams have that.
0: You see, you see, he might struggle to overtake Shearer if we keep winning eight 0 every week. He, uh, he might find it a bit easier, <laughs> yeah, but you never know. Uh, yeah. It's an underrated.
4: Yeah, I, I think he is. But if you, you're right to bring up the stats, Steve, because there's another stat in terms of his penalty taking. Uh, I think there's only Kane and one other that's any that's as good as uh, has got as good as percentage uh, scoring rate of penalties than Callum Wilson has. Um, but he looks the part at the moment. He he looks fit as a butcher's dog. He's quick. He's he's he's, he's not. How being, there's the
0: butcher's
4: dog. I, I'm going to say there's the butcher's dog. dog. Um, he's uh, yeah. He, he he's he's in everything. He, he's not. There's no way that once he's on the ball, he's he's headed for goal. Nobody's going to push above it, Because he's really strong <laughs> and he's been like that all the time. No, I I, I think uh, underrated's uh, a fair word to use about Callum because he has a. A consummate striker, and uh, he's a thinker. I mean, uh, some of the I, I don't know why they did it, but the last penalty he took was at the Brentford, the cam TV camera focus on him. You could see him taking the penalty in his brain, you could see what he was going to do when he's his, his, his concentration, his eyes, and uh, and, and that you don't make that. And uh, um, yeah, he, he, the other thing about him, he, he, when he talks, he talks a lot of sense. And uh, if we're going to have younger strikers like Isaac and others coming on behind him, particularly if there's any local ones, what a better bloke to have to coach them than Callum Wilson. Um, I, I think, uh, yeah, he's underrated and uh, he'll certainly get second second top spot without with this season, no bother. But uh, I like Callum Wilson, I think we've got a good centre forward there and uh, um, should, should always be in the England squad for me. Okay,
0: Barry, is he underrated? I mean, those stats don't lie, really.
7: I think the, the thing with Wilson is we've always known the quality that he's got. He's His attitude is spot on. His ability is there. The only downside to Wilson is his injury record. He does seem to pick up a lot of injuries, and when he does get them, he's out for a long period of time. I mean, that was, that was the thing with Shearer, why Shearer's got so many goals, because yes, he did get a couple of bad injuries, but run of the mill wise, he was very rarely injured. Um for a lot of the games he played for us. I mean you just think if, if we'd getting she earlier from Blackburn, how many goals he would have scored, he would have um he would have banged in a lot more. But I I think that the guy Chipper said it there that the the idea of having a fit Isaac and and uh Callum Wilson just it, it just bodes well for the rest of the season. I think if the, if Howe can keep doing it the way he's doing it, I wasn't 100 at the rotation, especially with the two forwards would work. But what he's done so far, he's, he's like George said, Wilson seems to be fitter than he ever has been. Um, he seems ready for it. He's up for it. The two of them are interchanging, and they're quite happy to come on and off. And obviously, they're both scoring goals. Um, I think I think Wilson is. I would love to see Wilson. Um, like George says, go into some sort of back backroom role because I think he could teach the young uns an awful lot of things. Like what I do there, uh, watching the highlights yesterday, um, seeing Sir Les talking about the match. I would have loved to see him do the same thing. But yeah, Wilson's class. It's just these injuries that sometimes lets him down.
0: Yeah, underrated Callum Wilson. Lots of people saying where Super football existed before the Premier League. Uh, just imagine Shearer's record if he hadn't had those two long-term serious injuries, Ian. Callum Wilson where's he stand
3: underrated yes um, and long may it continue because he loves being the underdog because he's got his mentality is amazing as a as a sportsman you know whatever sport he's in as soon as anyone doubts him he fights you know he's, he's said it himself when I've watched him on his podcast as soon as someone puts him down he thinks you know bollocks to them I'm 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 going to show them and that's what he does. Um, finishing, when he's on song, there's nobody better, no Englishman better, you know, in the Premier League now. You maybe say Kane is, but, uh, but he's not in the Premier now, is he? So, he, no, for me, he's absolute class. And the one thing that I, that I, that I love at the moment is, you know, I, I, we, we don't know the ins and outs of it, but he's training separate to the squad the majority of the time. They've got him on a personal training schedule. Which means that he can come into the games, fit as he can be, you know. Which okay, he might only be playing at ninety percent, ninety five percent, but a Callum Wilson at ninety percent, ninety five percent is going to score more goals than ninety nine point nine percent of the strikers, you know, in Europe. So I, thought, I just think I think they've they've really got it at a perfect level. He knows his role. He knows he's not going to play every week. He also, I think, understands Isak is world class, you know. Um, and I just think it's a brilliant partnership between the pair of them. They they seem to get on, but they are they are fighting for for the for that for that
0: for that top spot, you know.
3: So no, I think I think we've got him at his best now.
0: I love this from life goals. Steve, I saw a chap who looked incredibly similar to you. Tall, handsome, bald, bearded. Face. You need to you need to go to Specsavers, life goes. I thought it was you. I went up and said hi, Steve. Chatted for a while. The fella seemed scared. Anyway, it wasn't you, Steve. He was Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> classic, absolute classic. Um, Darren Callum Wilson is he underrated?
5: Yes, and I can agree with Ian. He's he's trained. He has his own personal train system, but he's very professional off the pitch as well and how he talks and. And he speaks honest and that's good to good to hear um he, he says that he wants you know he wants to play every game and but he understands its rotation system which is good. it's not it's not just about him it's about, it's about the team um so he's so professional and I, I like his attitude he's and he's kind of he's kind of, and he's kind of changed his game as well and he's in his own way he's not what on hell for that he's just I've watched him a few times you now. He's just a different player. When we first got him, he's a bit more like I don't know. To, I see the difference in him. Do you know what I mean? Does did he did he look to you? Did he
3: look a yard quicker yesterday?
5: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it just I, I just think his time, his runs better. Yeah. He's, he's, to me, it's he's, he's changed, he's changed. his game. What he what he what he used to be, you know. He just everything about him is just. You watch him now, he's not like just sprinting towards the ball. He's he's making the right decision when to go for the ball, you know what I mean? And he's just so
4: professional on the pitch and how he speaks off the pitch as well. Steve, can I come back on the training issue?
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, Callum Wilson. Yeah, It's no surprise to me that they're doing special things with him. Yeah, When Bruce was there, he suffered Bruce's dinosaur-style training. Run, 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 run. run they took nothing into account about your own physiology, where now I, now with, uh, with the lads that were using the applying the science in the, in the club now, they look at every player and decide what they want. Some players want long runs. Some players want short runs. Some players don't want to be running out very much at all to keep fit. And you've got to work that out. Bruce just did it with all of them. I mean, I live near the training ground, and the number of times I've seen Dwight Gale going down my street on his bloody arse, uh, so knackered, <laughs> And then on the Saturday he couldn't. He, on the Saturday he couldn't play. Why? Because he'd left it all in in my
0: street. Love it. Uh, Steve Race, a very good-looking fellow and a local celeb, so maybe some people are basing their look on him. Yeah, I'm big in Spain. Life goals, obviously. Uh, from what from what you've just said, um, Spinny, uh, Callum Wilson is is he underrated?
2: Yes, he's underrated. But I'll tell you the truth. Now I was one of his worst critics last season when he came back from the World Cup. He lost his form and all that, etc. And I was doubting his abilities, but he's turned, and like, like Joe Linton as well. I was the same with Joe Linton, but he's proved me wrong and Eddie Bowles proved me wrong by coaching. Like George said, these are different times now. Coaches come in; they've got so many coaches, and these coaches base them on the different positions now, and then the coaches take them people to to do what they think their weaknesses are. That's how it's done now. To me, he's an old fashioned centre forward and there's little of them left now, to be honest. He's another shaver sort of esquire and MacDonald. He's got nice. the space, he's got the strength. Defenses defenders bounce off him. He knows the game. And I think mean, we we're very lucky to have him still without him being sold off actually.
0: Kev, one of the most underrated his stats are superb uh, you know, since the turn of the year, he's up there with Harland.
6: Oh, absolutely, and very, very underrated, and like well, lads have said, just keep it that way. But for me, he's um, matured as a footballer since he's been here. Um, It's he's clever with his movements. He's built like a brick house. You know, he—he—I mean, he's—he's a big lad. I wouldn't like to come up against him as a as a as a two as a set two centre backs. I wouldn't like to come up against him in any scenario whatsoever. He speaks well. He comes from um, very workmanlike, humble beginnings, and he's had to give everything that he's had to get where he's got to. And I think uh, where you know where the shoe fits when he played for a club like Newcastle United is very, very similar. You know, um, in terms of the backgrounds, a lot of people have, you work hard all week, and that's what he does. Um, the training element, its specificity for what he needs, every player has it um it's called and and, uh, it's a big word here periodization so they'll set plans they'll have plans for each individual player george is exactly right they'll do x player wants this x player needs that it's a need for the player versus a need for the team but they'll do it as a collective um so everybody has needs and what how to develop or in for for example like playing in milan he didn't even you know get on the park from my memory um, but his rec- the travel time, the recovery time, the, how all of that is taken into account, psychological effects, everything comes into one periodization table and it will be in graphs, it'll be in spreadsheets, everything. So they can pinpoint, I do play trackers for seven-year-olds to see where they are in their development process to get them to the next level. They'll have this exact same thing, but at a you know, it's a basic concept, but it is a higher level for that individual player. Okay, you're here th- this week. This is where you are mentally. This is where you are physically. So I think he's learned as he's uh, with Eddie Howe and the way science has moved on and the stat, the, the stat- statisticians and everybody, nutritionists, you name it. He's bought into being a better pro, and we're seeing the benefit of that. And I'll put a large amount of money on. He can smash Peter Beardsley in terms of getting into the number two. I mean, he's not going to catch Alan. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, Alan's way out in front, but you know, he's going to out, out give him a good go, you know, get into the 200 club, get into whatever, you know, have a high standard for yourself. And I think you'll probably go ahead and do that. Okay. A hundred club. Sorry. So, you know, that's his targets, that's his personal targets as, as a player. So and I think the coaching staff are doing that to help him again being mature enough to say, Okay, Isaac will start this week, but you might you might get on. You you might play, but every you know, every game of the season, either or have scored, it's like a one two punch. You know, Mitch talks about the running back stuff here in the NFL, it's like one two punch. If you've got one, then you've got another one that comes and just does exactly the same and they can't stop you. And then you're gonna win more games. So Overall, it's it's a fabulous a fabulous problem to have, for Eddie. You know, in terms of I've got this big brute of a striker, physical, powerful lad, and I've got Isaac, who's very technical, gifted footballer. But so is Callum Wilson, but in a different way. So it's nice to have the two. And I think Chipper said it. You know, one's going to get one, one will get one this week, or whatever. If nobody scores, then we'll got somebody else through the midfield who can score. So everybody's now when it's chipping in to be the best team that we can and we have a a great opportunity to go and exceed what we've done last year uh, in my opinion
0: Okay, we're looking ahead uh, for the last five minutes to Man City and the Carabao Cup on Wednesday so Kevin I'll I'll come to you first mate for your prediction how do you how do you see this going there's going to be squad rotation again we know that but um, how do you how do you see things going in that game Um,
6: well thankfully Rodri's not playing Um, that's a positive Um, Because I think he's one of the best central midfielders in the world Um, And I think he makes them tick uh, From playing out and all the rest of it And going forward But um, (sighs) Yeah, I would like, obviously we want to win Yes, but I might I'll put my neck on the line and say we'll win on penalties
0: Okay, we're going to win on penalties Spenny, how do you see the Man City game going in the Carabao Cup?
6: That's exactly
2: what I was going to say. What Kevin said, I was going to go for penalties as well. I think it will go one-one. I think it'll be a tight game. Roddy is a, a miss for them, don't get us wrong. I think he was the best player when we played them. For, for me, I know Ford got all applauded, but I think Roddy was the best player for Man City on that pitch that, that day. For me, it's going to be one-one. We'll get we'll win on penalties, and I'll be I'll be clutching me straight like that watching it. <laughs>
0: Darren, penalties, first two lads have gone for. What about you?
5: I fancy a 2 1 win. Um, Man City's already said they have going to play the youth team or whatever, second string, and that's still good. But I think Eddie Hell will take the match series. I think you will want to win. So I think you will play the strongest team he thinks will win the game. So I I, I fancy a 2 1 win for me.
3: Yep, Ian. I hope Darren's right and he plays the youth, but I think he'll play the second string, which unfortunately is as good as most teams in the in the Premier Division. Um, but so, are Say again? you paid? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be there. I'll be in the Gallagher anyway, mate. So I'm telling. I'll be seeing you. Don't you worry, because I think you always won. Um, <laughs> Do
1: <laughs>
3: I? <laughs> um, That's usual, it. usual place, does he? You know where I'll be. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Um, I think I think it'll be penalty. I think I think it'll go to penalties, and I think we'll win. I think Nick Pope will, will, will do what he does. Um, but yeah, it's it's a Rodri not playing's massive. For us, he's he like like um you know Lad said before, he's absolute quality. So yeah, I think I I, I think it'll be a hard match, but i I'm I'm backing the win on
7: penalties. Barry. It's a weird one, isn't it? I never thought I would agree with the guys thinking that they'll win on penalties, but I think it is gonna be that close. I think the now we we've built a squad, um, yeah, via rotation rather than having 22 players of that ability. And I think City will bring out the second string, which, like the guys have said, unfortunately, probably would finish in the top four anyway. Um, I would love to see it. I would love to see us get through because I think we said it last season that yeah, we got to the final without playing any of the top teams. Um, and then, obviously, we we flopped, if you like, against Man United. Can you Imagine what it would be like if we can beat City and go on to the next round. The amount of confidence that would give us so yeah, I'll go with the lads. Hopefully, hopefully we will get a draw and then uh, win on pens. Like Spenny said though, I don't fancy sitting watching it. We sitting right, your <laughs> nails.
2: You um I gotta
4: get one one nil will win in in time. We won't go to penalties, we'll win one 0 It'll be um a tough game, but the way the defense played in Milan and the way it repeated it at Sheffield, um and Manchester City don't score easily against us. So, uh, yeah, 1-0 in at, at, uh, 90 minutes for, for me. Um, can I just come back on the training thing? When Steve Bruce was appointed, Rafa Benitez had a dossier for every single player. And the first thing he did was put it in the bin. First day at first day Benton, in the bin. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's Steve Bruce. I'm sick of him. I really am. Um, he's just like, a, it's like the ghost of Christmas past. Uh, that's yes, what he's like. He? Uh, so Dana, Christmas past. Yeah. Chim has uh Chip as your uh, your prediction for tomorrow uh, for Wednesday, sorry. You know,
1: there must be something on the wall, tonight because I was gonna say drawing penalties as well. Um <laughs> I just, that, that,
5: I've, I've had me one of the
1: DLA. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're going for yeah, you um, by you by penalties as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I, I'm agreeing with you enough. Um I think Pope, Pope's very good with penalties and Pencho, so you I think I think we'll beat them on pens. I think it'll be nil us full time, funnily enough, and I think we'll beat them on pens. I think the so, battle playing play in goal. Martin battle playing goal, like
0: is it? Um, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Ah, uh, I'm back tomorrow night. Jordy's here. said Jordy's there, there tomorrow night instead of the Premier League show because obviously Wednesday we are playing. So we'll go over Jordy said Jordy's there tomorrow night at six o'clock, which means you're back again, George. Double double I am indeed double, double shift tomorrow. George, uh, but, Good to, good, to see you, uh Chippers Thanks to George. Thanks to Barry. Thanks to Kevin, Spenny, Darren, Ian, all the mods, everybody in the chat. Uh, please hit the subscription button if you haven't already done so. Hit the like, uh, the little thumb underneath on the way out, and I'll be back tomorrow at six. Take care, lads. Bye bye. We still do seven NUFc matters show a week for free, but if you want to help support NUFc matters, then there are a few ways of doing it. Hit the like button on each live broadcast and video. This helps the channel grow. Hit the subscribe button and select the all notifications bell so you don't miss a single show. If you wanna help us financially, then you can join the channel using this button with the membership starting at 1.99 a month. Or you can drop us a donation in the chat using a super sticker. We're also looking for sponsors. If you'd like your brand advertised on the flies for the show and featured during the ad break, Then email john at nufcmatters.com to arrange today.